Hi, it's Larry Herb, Xbox's Major Nelson. Welcome to the official Xbox podcast, available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google, podcasts, everywhere where, where your better podcasts are found. And that's because you can find <laughs> this gang here, Rebecca over on the right, Jeff on the left. Hello, friends. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks we're for having us. No, we're makes a, a better podcast, because I'm not we sure are. how we where this show oh. is. <laughs> Oh, we're moving up. <laughs> that's how that's how we make it. Anyway, Rebecca was uh, out last week on holiday. Welcome back, Rebecca. It's good to see you. Thank you. Yes, it's been a good summer, but I'm I'm back. My team's very busy getting ready for Minecraft Live. There's a bunch of other stuff going on at the end of the year. So you know, Minecraft Live. Do. Could we talk about that for a second? Because I know, like I said, you're you're working on that, but it's coming up pretty quickly, and I want to make sure people know about it because everybody loves Minecraft. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like the summer ended and then all of a sudden it's like, all right, it's almost October. And so, yeah. So tell, um, us, tell us about it and if you, if you would, please. Yeah, sure. So Minecraft Live is the once annual broadcast that the Minecraft team puts on. Um, we, it's where we announce the next big update that's coming to the game. We talk about some other things across the franchise, uh, Minecraft Dungeons, education. But also this year we have very exciting. We announced Minecraft Legends um, around... Uh, the summer in June. And so we're going to be showing another look at that, talking about the game. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to get excited about. Well, you know, after Minecraft Live happens, it'd be great to, you know, I, I'm happy to talk about like what happened. Maybe yeah. we can bring someone from the Minecraft team onto the show. Um, but yeah. I'm hoping you do exciting. the annual mob vote because... Um, yes. I, okay. Because... I, yes, that's happening. I, I think I've got... Very, if I vote for it, it's not getting in. That's generally been my, my experience. <laughs> Great. I'll tell you which one to vote for then. This will be um, my the, year. The vote has been really exciting. Like every year we host the vote on Twitter and every year we are like at the top of like trending on Twitter mm -hmm. and not just like trending in games, but just trending worldwide. worldwide yeah. Um, yeah. Which is really exciting. I mean, I think anyone who, you know, if something that you work on and then it's trending worldwide is really exciting, but it's just great to see like people getting really excited about like what's going to come into the game next. Um, and to have that kind of control over it too, to basically crowd, not crowdsource, but, um, you know, take the community input like that. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun to see it trending and, you know, you never know when you open up that trending, you're like, cause sometimes you see a celebrity's name and you're like, uh Oh, right. So, but this is usually, it's always know. the, did this person die? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or, or every Friday, it, it's free code Friday uh, contest or whatever. Okay. What is it? Because you, you trend every week and yep. every week you'll send like a it's screen like no grab. You're like, did it again. Yeah, free code Friday, which is a contest I do on my Twitter at Major Nelson once a week, uh, usually once a week. And we, we working with our game partners, we give away game codes and have some. But you're right, Jeff. It's usually there. there is a little bit of a struggle sometimes with some of the K-pop artists it, it's that <laughs> or if there's a soccer game that yeah. that's like a friday night soccer yeah. game right. in the uk it's like okay well well second place yes right. we'll be fine with second place but not bad but yeah no it's no. gonna be great to see what minecraft uh, live has to do where do they find information out about that rebecca um so minecraft.net is where we host everything um yep. but it's going i mean i think anyone who works on minecraft or is affiliated with minecraft is going to be heavily you know telling people where and when where to tune in all these things like yep. you know we have different we have like different like content creators that are going to be like rebroadcasting in different languages. So it's localized a little bit. So um, yeah, it's, it's a very big team effort. I'll have more to Great. talk about yeah. <laughs> soon. Yeah. After of course. Now you've been away yeah. on holiday, but I didn't know if you had a chance because while you were gone, we sh uh, death loop is now available. But I didn't know if you had a chance to check that out. Yeah, so I actually started playing Deathloop on a friend's mm -hmm. I think I mentioned this a couple times. I started playing it on yeah. a friend's PC earlier when this year. It, yeah, when it was released on PC, yeah. 
Right. But it was friends PC. So I didn't really have great access to it. So I never got to finish. Um, but so then when I saw it was coming to Xbox, um, actually after I got back from vacation, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm back. I should like figure out something to download. And so I saw Deathloop was out, but, uh, because it's on xCloud, it was available within like a minute <laughs> to start playing. Start, yeah. Start going. Yeah. I've actually, I mean, maybe I'm a noob when it comes to like xCloud and cloud gaming, but I've, I've never had that experience happen before. It was just available and just ready to start right there then and there so you know yeah. it's interesting because i was it, first of all again it's available on game pass and it's on xcloud like you said but i was i was talking with some of the cloud engineers and i think i want to get someone on because i i've asked them all like how do you update all of the cloud like immediately like i remember jeff when we, you and i were going to talk about grounded in just a minute it went 1.0 and that morning, I signed in like five minutes after onto xCloud, five minutes after it went 1.0, and it was already updated. I'm like, how do they do this? How do they have all the games available and all the updates are kind of there like this? I got to figure I got to get somebody on to talk about that. So apologies. Well, uh, you guys have been, yeah, uh, well, I, I honestly can't even fathom how it how it happens i just trust that the technology works. works but the two of you have also been playing Deathloop, right i think everyone on our team has been yeah jeff and i we've talked a little bit on the show last week we started it um i don't want to speak for you jeff but i'm 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 not finished it jeff you've finished it so you're playing I, I beat it on pc last year and i'm and i love it so much. i think this is gonna be a game i'm gonna play through every year um because i remember a lot but then there's plenty of things that i was like oh yeah i did forget about that nuance and so i'm very close to beating it a second time and actually my brother's gotten into it so he he was over this weekend. He was sitting like, I, I don't know what happened. I disappear. I come back and he's like playing on the living room. And I was like, fine. So I grab my iPad. Fine. I sit down fine. and I grab a controller and I started playing all, through the cloud right next right. to him. Mm. And I was point. like, there may be spoilers. I don't know. But yeah. Um, have, yeah. Have either of you played as Juliana? No. To I protect know. the loop? No. No, but I haven't. So... That was different from so when I played uh, on PC, I must have had that shut off. And Juliana, when she comes into a game, the AI controlled, not the hardest adversary. I didn't realize I had it turned on. And uh, very it, early Jeff, in the can game, you explain the feature. Sure. So once you get past a relatively early part of the game, at the very beginning, you can either your most of the game is playing as Colt. You're trying to break the loop. Uh, as it is. And then, but you could be Juliana and you Who's can the defend the loop. Right. And so you can jump into other other people's games as her. They'll know you're in the game. Uh, there's a, a huge reward if you're able to beat a Juliana and you will encounter a Juliana multiple times, usually when you least expect it because right. um, it is not scripted. And she's usually has high level loot, a lot of residuum, which is sort of this currency that you use to save things from playthrough to playthrough. And um uh, but they can be player controlled if you have the setting. And the first time I encountered a player controlled um, Juliana, I was like, oh my God, they've really tuned the AI. She's <laughs> jumping around the roof. She's teleporting around, like totally wrecked me. Right. And, and I was like, okay. But then I thought about turning it off and then I didn't. And I ended up getting a great cat and mouse game in um, uh, Updom, I want to say, with someone. And they were using juliana to like hack all of these bots uh these sort of turrets and we're throwing them all over the place but i had the invisibility uh right so that was the uh, and counter. i have a 
And so I not only that, but I have a sort of a perk that goes on that slab that allows it so that if you don't move, you don't use up anything. So I went to where I think they might've been like a nice central location, went invisible, just sat there for a minute. And eventually they showed their hand and I unloaded on it. It was was so satisfying. So I'm leaving that on because (laughs) facing the uh, human Julianas has been like really thrilling, I guess. And I've lost more than I've won against a human once. And as you can tell, it's an AI and they're they're not that good. But um, yeah, it really just adds this level of unpredictability and emergent gameplay. And the rewards are amazing when you do, when you are successful. So it's such a great game. You and I were playing it and uh, Phil Spencer and I were talking about, Phil joined us the other night in the party and we were talking about that. It reminded me of Sniper Elite. Because remember that? Yeah, a lot like that. Where, yeah. where one of the uh, you can leave your game open and somebody joins as the other AI or one of the AI characters and just kind of completely messes things up. But yeah, Dying Light has that feature as well, um, where a, a player controlled sort of zombie can come in and uh, and so that it's a if you don't want that you can turn that off. AI Julianas will come in from time to time. They're relatively easy to dispatch. You just need to be a little careful, um, but. If you want to really mix it up or you're confident in your skill set, go ahead and turn that on. You can also set to friends only. Um, so it will sort of more limit the amount of people. So I think once I finish the game again, I might go in there and just sort of wreck, you know, mess with people. There's some achievements for it as well. And they've actually added new uh, abilities to her her slab as well. Um, hmm. uh, so she has a, she's able to disguise herself. And um, and I think she has a new ability where she can disguise herself as Colt, which I'm sure if I ever ran into another Colt would be mm, yeah. disconcerting. But that would that would be you know pretty appropriate for the Death Loop universe, right? <laughs> where you exactly. Run yourself. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's playing that, Rebecca. Um, Jeff and I we're gonna in fact we're gonna talk about it a little bit later on. Jeff's got it uh, on the screen behind him. We played a little bit of Grounded, now available on Game Pass. Have you, have you did you play any of Grounded in Game Preview, Rebecca? No, I didn't. Okay, because it's it's now yeah. time. It's now time, yeah. Jeff. We, Jeff and I, Jeff and I played it the other night. We had a lot of fun at that, didn't we? We did. Uh, I I was reminded what it's like to have a small child, um, <laughs> someone who needs to be instructed to eat and drink, and there's a lot of I'm wait, hungry, wait, wait, I'm wait thirsty, whoa, whoa, I'm whoa, whoa, dying. Whoa. Let's be clear. Uh, How do I, I build this? You 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 had played a lot more of it in game preview than I did, so you were like all yeah. of a sudden on the other side doing things. And I'm like, I'm dying, <laughs> I'm dying over here. <laughs> you you also did the thing that you always do, Larry, when we're playing a co op game, which is where's Larry, and then it's like, oh my god, I st- I stirred up a bunch of ants, they're mad at me, and it's like Larry, back. and then you, what do you do? You start running back to us, and I'm like, no, and don't bring the don't bring red eye ants coming at Jeff. It was it was not not fun. It, Every it, team it, has it, one. Yeah, it's, yeah, a team. Team's a strong word here. Yeah. But uh, we did. Sur- the the key thing is we did survive the first night. We built the lean to. We yeah. actually managed to, without dying, armor. managed to stave off starvation, uh, dehydration, angry ants, uh, mosquitoes, a and suspect other ladybug. Things. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this ladybug that's the size of a you know Volkswagen Beetle just sort of like ran right through the middle of the camp we were building and, and it was like plopped down and started and just snoring. plopped down and, and seemed to take a nap and we were like let's really yeah and we, and we oh, didn't know so like fun. should should we you know is what's going on here is it going to attack us is it going to bring something over we didn't really know what to do but we we yeah, we, 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 we steered clear and it was uh it was for the best yeah so uh yeah I will be playing a lot of that you should play with us because it's uh 
the best way to play that game is in co-op and it's come a long way. We'll talk more about it with yeah. Adam Brinke, yeah. the game director. Yep. Um, but it's really impressive. Like it's just so much more performant. The sound design is amazing. Um, there's so much to do. And if you like Minecraft, which and I there's know, a story. Do, there's there's certain yeah, there's a Minecraft story, but there's okay. Yeah. But like the <laughs> idea of like, you know, taking these elements, finding out what they do, learning recipes and surviving through the night. Um, like if you like the, those elements, um, then, you know, there's a very different flavor of that in Grounded, but a really good one. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I've been wanting to try Grounded. I actually interviewed Adam after um, the Xbox showcase that we did in June. And I talked with him because at the time they announced that the game was going to be fully launching later this year, which now it's time. So yep. uh, I kind of made a joke that I'm sure he's heard a thousand times. I was like, so does your team just really love Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and wanted to turn that into a game? And he's like, ah, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he's a nice guy. So I'm excited to see your interview with him. Yeah, we'll have we'll have that coming up later on. Um, that's what else am I playing? I'm look oh. Nino Kanuni, I'm still playing, working my way through. That. I'm sorry, what was that? Nino Nino no Kuni. A couple more syllables. <laughs> Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni. Yeah. Nino Kuni. Uh, so cute. Pronouncing it poorly. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh, yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. Jeff, have you been playing anything? What's your jam? I, I, yeah, one other game I, I've yeah. gotten into this weekend uh, was Deal Field Chronicle. Uh, it's a Square Enix uh, strategy RPG, but it's very different from um, if you played like Triangle Strategy on the Switch this year, which was an amazing game. Uh, it's a little different. There's like a lot of RTS elements. All right. the battles happen in real time. Uh, when you select, so you, uh, you think, oh, an RTS on console, that can be really confusing. You only are really controlling four characters at once. And so while it's a little frantic, it's always under control. So it's, it's really threading it's that needle. I'm going to be, yeah, spending a lot more time with that uh, once I finish. I'm very into Deathloop. So let me finish Deathloop, Again. and then I will we'll go back into it and talk more about it. But uh, it, it's it's great to be in, you know enjoying that game on Xbox, and it uh, uh, has a really cool look. Like you're playing on like these little dioramas, it looks like. Um, I don't know Fun. if that's where the name comes from, but uh, it, it's just like these, these beautiful sort of like sets that you go through. Hmm. Fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, we've got it. Like I said, Jeff said we got a couple interviews coming up later on. We're going to talk about Valheim, which sold millions on Steam. It's coming to Xbox. Uh, it's coming to PC Game Pass. So we're going to talk to. I'll be talking with the the some folks from that team. But Jeff, we got a little bit of news coming up here that I think we can probably roll into right now. If you're ready to go, I am. Let's do it. All right. Uh, first of all, well, grounded 1.0 release. There is so much that's added there. And we, while we do have the interview, uh, I think you should make sure you check out either grounded, uh, grounded on Obsidian's uh, site or a more truncated version on Xbox Wire, which is news.xbox.com. Talks about all the different additions. There's new bugs. There's new achievements. There's new areas. There's new recipes. New weapons. Uh, I mean, just like so many different things. And uh, we, we've sort of, if we haven't landed, if you haven't played the game since it first came out in 2020, go back. It is so much bigger, so much better. And uh, I'm really just having an amazing time. So you can read all about it first uh, and then you can check it out. And of course, it's available with uh, Xbox Game Pass on yep. cloud, console, and PC. Uh, a game uh, that has got quite a bit of history. We've been talking about Ground for two years. We've been talking about Age of Empires since 1997. It's celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. Quarter um, of and a century. So, 
that is not a lot of games you can really really say that yeah. about. Yeah, we've got, um, we've got Solitaire, so, Flight Sim, and 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 Age are almost that. You know, they're all yeah. Well, Flight Sim's closer to forty. Yeah, right. Maybe uh, and Solitaire, yeah. Solitaire as well. So uh, we uh, announced this week that on October twenty fifth there will be a twenty fifth anniversary Age of Empires broadcast. Will it be? Uh, making announcements and surprises. Uh, and so you'll be able to watch that on Twitch or ageofempires.com. That's again, October 25th, but also announced we'll be releasing the Age of Empires 4 Anniversary Edition on Steam and Microsoft Store. It includes the base game, all these updates, new civilizations like uh, the Ottomans and the Malians. Nice. Uh, if you already own Age of Empires 4, you will get the anniversary update for free, which is great. You'll get new achievements, those civilizations, new maps, biomes, et cetera, et cetera. So um, a lot of cool stuff for Age 4. And uh, also a lot of new language support. So if you would prefer to be playing in Hindi or Greek or Portuguese, you just got back from Portugal, Rebecca, uh, Age of Empires 4 is adding uh, those languages. Yes. In addition to all the languages that uh, it already launched with. Um, Something that we also announced last week, it was actually, it was announced right when the show launched. So we didn't have a chance to talk about it, which was Project Amplify, which is an effort to support Black uh, youth that are interested in gaming industry careers. So you should check out news.xbox.com. We have it, uh, elevated there towards the, towards the top of the page. And, uh, it talks about, um, basically our efforts here to inspire, um, more black game creators to come get into the industry. There's all sorts of tools you hear from people here at Xbox. And so there's a video there. And, um, when I say tools, like how to get started, like how do I get started making a game? How to get started in Unity? How to learn uh, C? How to program in C? We're going to get somebody uh, on the Unreal from Engine on the show in the future to talk about the program. So stay tuned. That'll be great. Uh, there's some yeah. uh, so some information to get you started to just sort of read if there's curiosity there on um, uh, news.xbox.com. Look for Project Amplify. Thank you, John. A uh, couple other things I want to point out real quickly. We heard from the good folks at Asobo this week. Uh, Asobo, if that name is familiar, they not only worked on Flight Simulator, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, the most recent version, but also a Plague Tale Requiem. Greatest uh, which crossover is be in history coming, right there. Uh, rats on a plane. It's we got to make this happen. But uh, So a Plague Tale Requiem, the sequel to a Plague Tale Innocence, I want to say, uh, coming out October 18th. I'm very much, this is the next big game I'm really looking forward to course is coming to xbox game pass it is available uh only on series x and s it's a next gen only game uh so you know and pc of course but um uh why is that well the team came on to talk about the tech that they're running and and why it needs next gen power and so very excited to uh to read that to see that to play that in just a few weeks uh a play tell requiem again that's october 18th that we'll be playing it on game pass uh, and then just some uh, new updates, uh, Rumbleverse, which has sort of taken the world by storm from good folks, Iron Galaxy, uh, that there's a mid-season update. So if you've been playing that, you'll there's new Adam's moves, over there, isn't new he? weapons. Adam from huh? Sony, wasn't remember? Adam Boys, yeah. Adam I want to say he's uh, you know, one of the co, you know, co-presidents or something like that. Uh, so uh, a great team over there. They've uh, found a lot of success with Rumbleverse here in this first month. And then uh, in terms of games coming out, of course, we got grounded, uh, uh, but also Moon Scars available on Game Pass. It's a 2D platform slasher. Been hearing a lot of good things about. 
Uh, there's a game called Work From Home. I think we're playing that now. I like the description. <laughs> a co-op party game of one to four players where players act as workers who slack off behind their boss and pretend to work when their boss is around. I feel like that's what this show is. Right? Hey. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Valheim, as we talked about, so yeah, we'll, we'll hear more about that. About that. Uh, there's a game called Caffeine, Victoria's Legacy, which is out now. And, uh, you know, cheers, cheers to that. Uh, and then FIFA 23. So um, if you had the deluxe edition, you could play it earlier in this week, but everyone gets to play. Uh, uh, if you had the ultimate edition, now uh, it's available being today, if you're listening today on Friday. And really great announcements. Obviously, on a World Cup year, FIFA is a little bit more exciting. Yep. But I don't know if you saw... Uh, they announced that AFC Richmond, the fictional team from uh, Ted Lasso, is in the game, and you'll be able to play. Oh they scan the actors. So if you want to be Jamie Tart, oh, how uh, funny. You're gonna, or Roy Kent, you're going to be able to be them. Coach Lasso and Coach Beard are in the game. Right. Uh, uh, they they put the oh, stadium in there. So uh, in. I really and and they upgraded the jerseys because they're like some in this show. They have some fictional you know sponsor, but it actually is. Uh, uh, they have Nike kits in, right. in the game. So uh, good wow. for AFC Richmond. Thanks. They're moving up, promoted. You know, hopefully they'll <laughs> Is qualify. Is Rebecca on the sidelines or up in the box? <laughs> uh, you know what? That's a really good, that's a really good point. Oh, I love that Get show. him, Roy Kent. Harder. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> he's here. He's there. He's every effing where. I think that was the chance. Yeah. So uh, that's available now. And I'm very excited for that. And of course, for the World Cup, uh, which will be in November this year. So, uh, yeah, going to be Turkey plus World Cup this Thanksgiving. It's going to be an interesting. Isn't it one. usually in the summer? It is usually in the summer. Um, but this okay. is a uh, this year. It's not. It's going to be in November. Isn't it, from, be, isn't it uh, because it's in the? It's in the. Uh, it's in Qatar. It's in Qatar um, or Qatar. I'm not sure. It's not livable the, in the summer outside. Right. I don't think they're yeah. all dome stadiums and everything. But yeah. um, anyway, it's going to be very interesting. And I, you know what? Cool. Black Friday, U.S. plays England. That's going to just be like a very interesting That's a very strange thing. Dynamic. I'm used to like the summer and going and watching outside. Instead, it's going to be sort of that holiday feeling. You know, I'm going to have a pumpkin spice latte or maybe I'll be moved on to eggnog lattes yes, by I then. Eggnog at point. <laughs> yeah, by then. Uh, I do love a good eggnog latte. Larry. Yes, Jeffrey. Do you have any reason to put the gloves on today? You know what? <gasps> I do. Got the gloves right oh, here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get get them all ready to go. Because you know, I don't know if you noticed this week, but we announced. Ooh. A new Rebecca, will you do the honors? Look at this thing. This is. Uh, I would gladly. Not me. Jeff, you, you sure you don't want to? You sure you don't want to? <laughs> no, no. You sure go you full screen to you. Okay. I don't have it. There it is. All right. So here we have the new Xbox Wireless Controller Mineral Camo Special Edition, which yep. is the fourth edition to our camo series. We've also got Night Ops Camo, Arctic Camo, Daystrike Camo, but this one is really pretty. So this one features a bold mineral blue, bright purple aqua, dark purple camouflage pattern. Um, it's inspired right by geode crystals and ocean tones. Finds the perfect balance between striking and subdued. Okay, but more practically, it yes. comes with a lot of amazing features. Um, so we have a hybrid D-pad, textured grip on the triggers, bumpers, and back case. Um, and because it is, um, uh, you know, you can use the Xbox accessories app to remap the buttons, create a custom controller profile for your favorite games. Um, we also have the share button so that you can capture those moments, share them, sure. share highlights with your friends. Um, you can plug in a compatible headset uh, headset with the 3.5 millimeter audio jack. Well, you're hitting all um, the points, aren't you? 
<laughs> yes. I'm Sorry, I just want to be very thorough. And lastly, it comes with wireless and Bluetooth technology, so it's compatible with console, PC, mobile phones, and tablets. And yep. MSRP is sixty nine ninety nine US dollars. And those are available. Oh, wait, I there's mean, they're more. Pre- they're pre ordered right now, and but I believe they're going to start being available. No, I think they're ava- they're they're available now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm making a little bit of a mess over here because I ha- we've got something else, don't we, Rebecca? Yes. Also available for purchase today from Microsoft Store in the U.S. or Razer in all of their markets for $49.99 U.S. dollars MSRP is the Razer Universal Quick Charging Stand for Xbox in matching mineral camo. Yeah, so pretty. This. this might be my favorite yeah. of the camo series. Let me, um, let me so, open this up so that people can see it while you're reading some yes. of the factoids on it. Please do. So uh, this charging stand is compatible with both Xbox Series XS and also Xbox One controllers. Uh, it can get you ready for the game in three hours or less. Um, it uses the same materials, the same you know geode-inspired camouflage pattern. Um, it's a perfect way to get ready for every adventure. And I have to say, it looks pretty, pretty cool. And this, uh, this is actually really important because it has a separate wireless charging and it's in the case here wireless charging uh module that slides in the back here so that you can kind of see the contacts on the case there so this when you drop it and it just it just makes the contact on the back and starts charging. it's nice to pick it up and always know it's charged yep so that is, uh, you have a nice is, place to put it down this is the this as as rebecca said it's the uh universal quick charge and this as as you said this will work with every xbox controller except the i think the elite series two right or Mm -hmm. yes yes so those are available um and the little light comes on it's kind of cool so and it has a little usb-c uh connector in the back for all those usb-c fans out there i know i'm one nice Um, so that's uh, it's got a magnetic contact system yeah it's pretty cool really making it happen anyway that's kind (laughs) of that's kind of that's that's the whole thing two two different items available uh over at the microsoft store so go check those out let's get let's get back to everybody else shall we um, and then yeah. we've also, why as well, you know, we should probably get into the interviews right now. So why don't we go ahead and do that? Um, Rebecca, yeah. do, you, do you have those interviews ready if you would? Yes, absolutely. So first up, as we talked about grounded, we have Adam Brennicky, uh, coming on to chat with Jeff. And then we also have Larry interviewing Albert Safstrom from Valheim. So let's take a look. You know, it's not too often. It's going to take you two years to beat a game. But since Subsidian's Grounded first launched into game preview in late July of 2020, it actually hasn't been possible to beat the game until this week. Grounded graduated from game preview just a few days ago, and whether you've been playing along all of these last two years or you're just starting out in the backyard for the first time, there is a ton to see, do, and experience. Here to tell us more is Adam Brennicky, the game director of Grounded, joining us from SoCal. How you doing on your <laughs> second launch week, right? Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. And uh, yeah, it's I'm the team, everyone at Obsidian, super thrilled with how things have gone in the last uh, day with our launch. And uh, it's uh, fantastic to be, you know, uh, out there, finished with the entire yard and having people play through it. Um, so thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here and I'm super happy to talk about Grounded. Awesome, because that's what we're going to be doing for the next few minutes. I, I really feel like Grounded is, and you're going to have to just excuse me for any puns, unintentional or otherwise. <laughs> oh, no, but no, that's, I, I that's feel part like, of the fun. <laughs> I feel like Grounded is something like the little game that could in a way. Like we've heard tons of, like over the cl- the past couple of years, like this is a, a team that was only about a dozen that 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 built this game. 
up to now over 10 million players. And that was, you know, beginning part of this year that was announced over 10 million players had experienced Grounded. Um, it's been like a real journey. So I would love to just hear about, you know, how that time was spent, how you worked with the community and how the, and really how the team is feeling, you know, over the, over the course of that, because it's really a very different sort of development cycle, I feel like. Yeah. Um, so we launched two years ago and if, if you know the history of Obsidian, if you know our games, we make RPGs and big fantastical worlds, uh, usually science fiction or fantasy and so Grounded being a survival game set in a backyard environment with a stylized look and feel was a big departure for us at the studio. So a lot of the stuff that we were doing was really new, experimental for us. And we wanted to try it out. And thankfully, everyone at Obsidian and Xbox really supported us along the way in this journey. And uh, we wanted to get in players' hands as soon as we could just because we weren't really quite sure if people would like it. We weren't sure, um, you know, if we were making the right decisions. And so just getting in people's hands, having the community try everything out and give us the feedback along the way has really shaped grounded into what it is today and just made a much better game. Um, and it let us iterate over our ideas as a, as game developers and designers. And, you know, the, the, product and the, the end result uh, shows it, it's such a fun and, and really polished experience and just super happy to be able to grow the community over the last two years as well. Um, all those fans, all the continual support has just made it uh, that much easier on some of the, you know, the harder days of development um, and made us, you know, push us over the finish line and, and it's uh, just fantastic. You had mentioned Polish, and and I'm one of those those people who uh, my daughter and I, and I think Larry as well, uh, we played through what uh, parts of the story that were there it, when the game first launched in 2020, and and you know meeting Burgle, and then it sort of leaves on like a, <laughs> bit of a cliffhanger, and and I was like, mm -hmm. all right, well, first of all, I love achievements, so I'm going to wait, and then it was like, I'm just going to wait for 1.0 and then come back, and when you do that. I, like I, I, polish was readily apparent. I was like, I don't remember the game running this this smoothly. Granted, I was probably playing on, uh, you know, I was playing on a previous generation of hardware. A lot has yeah. changed in in two years in, in many different ways. What are the things that you want to make sure people do notice if they are coming back uh, for the first time in a while? Yeah, so I think there's a couple things. One is our full story. Uh, so as you said, like, yeah, the experience when you played two years ago when it first launched, uh, we didn't have the full story. Um, it, you know, it's only a very, very, it was like the first little chapter of this, uh, story of all the mystery of how you got into the yard, um, and how you're going to get home as, as a teenager stuck in this environment. Uh, and so you learn about Burgle, uh, and now you get to learn a little bit more of, of how you're going to get out of this mess. Um, so that's the, that's the first thing. The second thing is how many, uh, more environments and different features we have. So. Uh, we started off with a fairly small part of the yard and over the last two years we've been building out whole all kinds of different environments we have a, a koi pond a giant koi pond which um, adds a lot of interesting water uh, kind of exploration and deep diving where you have to craft uh, you know different material different uh, equipment and materials to, to be able to go down deeper and deeper into this koi pond uh, we have a giant sandbox with a really cool feature that I, I'm super uh, kind of thrilled about is uh, the, the sand is hot in the sandbox during the day. 
and you have to hide in the shadows because the, 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 the sand is so hot to stand on. So you have to kind of play this game with the time of day. Um, and so you can adventure in there at night, but it's more dangerous at night. Um, I, I really like that. Um, and then we also have with our, our 1.0 release, we've really expanded into the upper yard area and that's kind of the end game areas uh, with it's probably a third of the yard. There's so much more content now in that, in that part of the yard. The other thing that I think uh, um, for players that are coming into this fresh or coming into it with, uh, you know, new after two years of, of, of being in early access and game preview is uh, we developed a lot of the systems. And that's one thing being RPG makers at Obsidian, we added a lot of ways of customizing your character, either through gear choices or with um, we have a lot of different ways of upgrading, such as we have this system called milk molars, mm-hmm. and that's a it's, it's it's silly, but you find these uh, they're they're vitamins in the yard, and you crack them open, and you can upgrade your character in different ways. And so we have different ways of of providing character builds. Um, we also have weapon and armor upgrades. And so there's different paths to take your weapon and armor um, with different status effects. And I think that provides more like RPG flavor um, that I think differentiates us from other survival games. Yeah, I think if you were to take just the, the last 20 seconds of thing you said and just excised <laughs> it, you could place it into other, that, that's the obsidian that that everybody knows and bringing those elements into the game. Uh, I, look, I love a good skill tree. So uh, I, I I love to see that as well. Yeah, and lots of stats, lots of gear, lots yeah. of like choices and like trying to figure out which, you know, what gear is best for the different situations. Um, I think that's like super fun. Um, the other thing that like people are enjoying this and, and, we have this uh, mode called Peeper, which is super silly, but it's it's our take on like a bestiary and grounded where you can take photos of creatures throughout the yard. And when you do take a photo of a new creature, it actually provides you with their stats and, and their mm. strengths and weaknesses. And so you can use that to kind of see where you can take advantage of uh, uh, their weaknesses, if they have a weak point or if they're weak against a certain damage type. But it's super fun just to collect all the cards. Um, you get le- these little like playing cards every time you take a picture. And you're, you know, we do have achievement if you collect a lot of. Them. I was just gonna, uh, so. I was just gonna get to that point <laughs> exactly. And I saw the percentage of people. Not enough people are taking advantage of that. Uh, of that ability. So get the achieve. Come for the achievement. Stay for the sort of the, the intel. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's it's cool. Like, there's so many different like features that we've developed over the last two years. Um, I think the, um, you know, the one other thing that I think is super cool about Grounded is we provide a lot of ways to customize the experience too. So if you're not a survival game player, you can turn off some of those options. Uh, you can play in creative mode if you just want to build. Um, I know we have a lot of awesome ways of building cool forts and bases. And if you just want to enjoy your time building and and use all your pieces to build a really cool base, uh, we provide mechanisms with creative mode um, to to not really worry about the other mechanics of the game, and you can just you know have fun building with your friends. Yeah, there's a I, there was there's a ton of uh, options. I wanted to talk about that. I, a lot of hay was made originally about the arachnophobia slider. It's welcome in this house. My daughter is crushing arachnophobia, <laughs> and that thing was just you know a ball. Still scary uh, in its own way, but not in not in the same way. Um, but the um, I was looking through the accessibility options and everything from um, you know 
things that might control difficulty, the amount of pressure I think that you feel under for for thirst and hunger. But I would just love to hear just about the philosophy of the studio in terms of uh, ensuring the most amount of people can can play and enjoy the game. Yes, uh, from day one, that was our goal with Grounded is to make a accessible and approachable survival game. Um, and it was actually a really awesome thing um, because we, we actually had that idea before we were acquired by uh, Xbox. And so um, at the studio, that was something that, you know, we really wanted to do and it fit really well with, with Xbox. Like that is, you know, something that we're all really proud of at Xbox and at Obsidian is just having gaming for everyone. And we wanted to provide as much control and make the game the way, you know, customize the experience to however you want to play. Um, whether that be accessibility options, as you mentioned, arachnophobia mode was a big one that we developed early on. Um, but also just adding a lot of gameplay options for difficulty um, and adjusting different things about the game. Um, and we're, we're always listening to, so I think that was a big thing for us is listening to the community, seeing what players liked and disliked about that experience and seeing what we could do to address other accessibility um, and, and making the game uh, available for everyone. Yeah, I highly recommend anybody, even if you don't necessarily think that you require accessibility needs uh, or or for the game to adapt, really look through there. There's some things where you might look and go, you know, actually, this is the way I would prefer to play. And yeah. um, I was really impressed with the the amount of, uh, you know, there is no right way to play. And so find what works for you because the options are there and, and, and thanks for that. Um, so... Uh, thinking back to two years ago, and I remember, you know, we would come across an ant, uh, a spider, which is horrifying, aphids. And, <laughs> and now looking at some of the new insect additions, spiky water flea, uh, multiple <laughs> types of fire ants, a tiger mosquito, uh, multiple types of spiders, uh, mother, black widows, wolf spiders. Do you have an entomologist? on staff and more specifically do you have an entomologist audiologist because hearing the different the sounds of the different uh uh insects is just so is so interesting and i'm like oh the sound you're making makes me think you're cute and cuddly so i'm not gonna stab you with my makeshift spear and others i'm like you know a lot of this a lot of this so i'm just curious like yeah. how much you've learned about insects in in the last uh a lot yeah and, and i think that was one of the goals of the game is to provide um cool behaviors for each insect type and we wanted to, each insect type to really feel like they feel like in the real world so for example our ants our ants behave like an ant colony they have uh we call it like a hive mind mm -hmm. and the ants will scour for food in the yard they'll they'll actually make uh ant lines to and communicate with each other where the food items are so if you do find like a rotten apple in the world you'll see a line of ants uh, going back to the anthill to the food item, which is really, really cool. Our spiders, uh, they sleep at night. They, they also look for, um, food. So they hunt, um, and they, you know, make their spider webs where they want to live. And it's, it's cool to see this world being very reactive to what you're doing in it. And it's also kind of a living world outside of you. So every insect is surviving just like you are. And with our, you know, our big, big release, uh, we did provide uh, a lot more insects, as you just said. Um, so there's 
there's also Praying Mantis, which was a big ask from uh, our fans and our community, and we were able to deliver on that. So there's a it's a it's pretty much an end game boss fight. Um, it's actually pretty pretty hard. Um, and we also have a you know in the mid game there's a Broodmother, which is a big spider, and you can go into her den. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of cool um, insects. Uh, I'm super happy that we have a roly poly. That's one of my favorites. Um, and and it's it was one of those ones that I'm like, oh, we really need to have a roly poly in this game. And I'm glad that we were able to do it. Yeah, I think that regionally, I think we called them pill bugs growing up. But yeah, like, pill bugs. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah roly polies yeah, and I... pill bugs. <laughs> um, and then like for audio, that's an interesting one. So like insects don't really make noise. Um, so it's it's one of those things where we had to have our you know, push our creative, uh, creativity and how we approach different insects. And as you said, like a lot of our cutesy creatures that are maybe friendly or neutral have more friendly and, and inviting sounds. And then the creepy crawlies that you probably don't want to really, uh, face in combat, or you probably should turn the other way and run. Uh, those have really nasty sounds. And so we really had to kind of figure out a good balance of, of sounds that really fit together. And our audio designers are awesome. And they're able to kind of produce that soundscape to make those creatures feel really alive. And that really pushes all those creatures over the top. Last question for you, Adam, uh, you know, learning all about these insects and, team modeling them and with the care that they deserve or maybe don't more than they deserve in some cases uh has your outlook on just like insects in your backyard changed over the last few years like do you squish a bug <laughs> like, if you see one now or do you're like no, even no. even from day one of working on grounded like going outside um and i you know i hear this from players too of grounded uh you know just going in your natural environment outside of your house and looking around and looking in the grass and seeing what you can find and you definitely have a different uh, perspective now on on looking at through your your grass blades and seeing different insects. Uh, and yeah, I think that's something that uh, I'm glad that people have a you know ground is providing a little more appreciation for going outside and and kind of experiencing that um, nature in a different way. Yeah, I'm still a squish on site, at least inside the house. And the game has not changed that yet. But Adam, thank you so much. Congrats again to you and the full team of, at Obsidian on uh, launching 1.0 of Ground. It's available on, on uh, you can play it on cloud, console, and PC through the magic of Game Pass. If you bought the game previously, back as far as 2020, it is upgraded to 1.0. You'll notice the game preview banner is gone. So enjoy the game. Let Obsidian know what you think and uh, get out there in the backyard and try not to get eaten. PC gamers, you've probably heard about Valheim. You're probably even playing it. Uh, it's got over 10 million copies sold uh, in early access. And joining us today is Albert Sofstrom, who's the VP of Publishing at Coffee Stain. Albert, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to talk to you today about Valheim, which is coming to PC Game Pass. It's now available on PC Game Pass. Tell us a little bit about Valheim, because I know that you know a lot of there's a lot of console gamers, and we're gonna talk about that in just a second. That listen to this audience, a lot of PC gamers, but they've heard about this on Steam. Tell us about what type of game this is. Yeah, so Valheim is um, set in the tenth realm in Viking mythology, and you basically play as a slain warrior who has to prove themselves worthy to Odin to gain entry into Valhalla. It's 
uh, crafting survival title with a focus on exploration. And uh, I guess what sets this game apart from other games is that the team has crafted a procedural world that feels like the Swedish wilderness. It's not just a, like a random world, but a place with purpose and history. And it's a place that you want to explore, a, a world that you want to make your own. Um, and it's also it's a game with a clear progression. If you look at other crafting survival games, um, sometimes you're like thrown into the midst of things and you're not really sure what to do. But in this game, you have to slay these giant bosses to prove your worth to Odin. And then this gives your adventure a strong sense of direction and purpose. Um, and then like coming back to this thing about it being a survival game, uh, it does have these survival tropes where you know you need to build a shelter and you need to gather food to eat. But in Valheim, um, the game kind of wants to reward you instead of punish you. So you won't really starve to death if you don't eat. But if you spend time like preparing and eating special foods, your character will get buffs that helps you in exploration and combat. And when it comes to like the shelter, if you if you rest in a shelter, you become rested, and that makes your character gain experience faster, and you regain your stamina faster. And the cozier you make your home, the the longer this rested buff will last. So the game isn't trying to punish you. It's it's like a huge and epic challenge, and it might feel brutal and forgiving, but the game really wants you to succeed and. Uh, and this thing about, you know, you make your home and you make it cozy and then, then that gives you buffs. If you compare that to a lot of other games, if you're like a hardcore gamer and you want to min max and, and do the optimal thing, oftentimes those things in games are kind of not the most fun way to play the game. But in Valheim, you become the strongest you can be by really immersing yourself in the world and being like the more Viking you try to be, the stronger you will be in this world. Yeah. Now, well, first of all, it's a lot to digest. Now, this is available on PC Game Pass right now. This yep. you've been out on Steam for quite some time, a little bit over a year in the early access program over there. Tell us, um, tell us about that success because, as I said right at the beginning of the interview, released in 2021, over 10 million copies sold, and it's still in early access. I mean, that's got to feel incredible. What has that enabled you to do with with your vision? Yeah, so um, the team that originally created the game was only five men strong. And um, they have this way of thinking about making games where it's important that um, quality takes time. And Valheim is a game that it's like it's like an intricate puzzle where um, you, if you uh, kill a creature and you get some loot, there is no like trash loot in the entire game that everything has a purpose, it's there by design. And so um, what this success has uh, allowed us is to really make sure that we take the time to deliver future updates that are um, as well designed and as like work in this interlocking way that the, the 80 to 200 hours that's already in the game uh that that we like build on that success and and make something that is truly special 
Now, in some of the, and if you're if you're watching this on YouTube or on Spotify, we've showed a little bit of gameplay here, and we've seen we've seen some of the construction. But some of the things as Vikings, as at least with me growing up, like there you go, you got to have your Viking ship. So I mean, there's a lot of elements of the Viking um, lifestyle in this game, and you have to prove yourself. Some of the things you just talked about. Tell us about how accurate it is for what we know about Vikings, or have you guys taken a little bit of uh, uh, liberties with some of the some of the what we know about Vikings, right? Um, we have taken uh, quite a few liberties, but it's um, um, it really rests on uh, Nordic uh, folklore. So you would see a lot of the um, creatures are, are like mythical in nature, and uh, uh, we we don't actually have uh, huge blue trolls running around in our dark forests here in Sweden. Uh, so we've taken some liberties here. Yeah, I mean that's perfect. You know, that's part of it is making it fun, and the game loop is fun. And and you know, we talked about it's a third person survival game, but you start out with nothing. Right, you start. You're essentially there as if you were, you know, like you were brought into this world with absolutely nothing, and you have to work your way through. For those folks on, on a PC Game Pass that are downloading it right now and going to check it out, can you kind of guide us what we should? What are the areas maybe they should focus on for the first half hour, or forty five minutes? So you um, you will be taken to this uh, starting biome called the Meadows. That's uh, quite common, Serene. It, it uh, you, you shouldn't have any immediate huge threats. One of the things you want to do quickly is to uh, build a shelter so that you can rest overnight. Um, but you also need to keep in mind that this is a world that is also driven by physics. So if you go to chop down a tree, you need to uh, be wary of the direction that the tree is falling because uh, uh, getting hit by a, a tree branch uh, will <laughs> will hurt a lot yeah. um, and uh, and the way they like uh, uh, bounce around on the terrain makes it so that even an experienced woodcutter in this game can uh, uh, get surprised by a by a falling tree <laughs> that's that's by the way thank you for that tip because right well, that's you don't want to be killed right out of the gate by your by your own uh, inability to cut down a tree properly. So that's good to know. We talked about, you, you mentioned that there's different biomes uh, in there. Tell us about some of the biomes and what those, we've got some, I assume some unique enemies in those biomes and of course unique bosses, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, the, the game progresses through biomes that are um, based in, in like Swedish nature. So you start in a meadow and then you go to a black forest and, and then you get to go to um, a swamp. And um, these biomes are uh, procedurally generated and you will get your own unique map to, to play in. Uh, and so it doesn't really help you know, there's no map to look at online to get a guide for how you should progress. You need to re truly explore your world and figure out where the closest dark forest is. And uh, um, and each of these biomes, they have their own end boss that like caps the biome experience. And I won't spoil those for you, but like the um 
in the in the first couple of hours you should be able to uh, gather enough strengths uh, along with your friends to take on the first boss in the first biome and then you will be ready for uh, the dark forest to become a true viking <laughs> yes <laughs> tell tell us about we talked about it's available been available on steam and early access it's, it's now available on pc game pass there's going to be a cross-play element, if I'm understanding that correctly. Tell us about that and what the multiplayer is. Yeah, so you can play up to um, 10 players. And um, since the game has been live and uh, people have created their worlds uh, on on Steam beforehand, we wanted to make sure that uh, players who join uh, on PC Game Pass have an opportunity to join the worlds that their friends already have created. So you can play with uh, people who are more experienced and uh, um, as well as invite your more experienced players to your world on PC Game Pass. And we just wanted to, there are some amazing worlds that people have created with these um, structures and villages and, and like just taking the, the building mechanics uh, so much further than we ever had in, uh, anticipated and being able to share those across um, the, the PC Game Pass and, and the Steam community is it's going to be so awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what people are going to do. And again, it's a great idea of having the Steam audience, which has been in there for, for quite some time, being able to kind of jumpstart uh, the PC Game Pass audience. So really excited that you, that Valheim is now available on, on PC Game Pass today. Go check it out. No reason not to. Um, Albert Salstrom, VP of Publishing at Coffee Stain, really appreciate you telling us a little bit about Valheim today. Not too much because you got to go check it out yourself. And let's get you on again sometime when you when you. I know you guys are constantly updating it, but you're welcome to come back on the show. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you to Albert and Adam, but also Jeff and Larry, my fabulous co-hosts, mm. um, for those interviews. A lot of exciting stuff coming out this week. I'll definitely have to jump into Grounded. Um, but yeah, thanks, guys. Hey, I want to point something out. When we were when we were in the break there while we were rolling the interviews, I noticed, um, I mean, maybe some folks noticed this before, maybe you guys noticed it, but I didn't because I was too busy showing them off, is it's kind of cool the way the, and let me go full screen, I mean, it's kind of cool the way the, the, the camo pattern continues. You can kind of see mm. it over here. So that you, oh, I love that. Yeah, so so it kind of continues on to the, it's, so it's all seamless. So thoughtful. So when it's yes. sitting there, it's, oh, it's all really seamless. Neat. So just want to point those out. Anyway, kind of nifty. That's it's, a nice when color. it's sitting there in your blue room, you won't be able to see either of them because it's camouflage. <laughs> Larry, you got a camo one behind you too, don't you? So I, oh, got where? Got no, I'm just kidding. Got, Sorry. Stop. Well, that's the pink one that was, that was uh, part of Xbox Design Labs. Because the camo oh, is, nice. a, uh, and then I've got this one down. I mean, I got, I got you so many controllers. I have too many. I got a, <laughs> I got a, Jeff. I know you've got, you have a rack up there, right? Don't you? Yeah, me? there's a, there's a handful of them here. Oh well, so I have some on the wall over here. Oh, wow. My favorite, my Forza one. I've right. got the Sea of Thieves one, which I think is still one of the best ones ever. A custom Yakuza one that was done, and then uh, also one that we did from XO19, which has like the River Thames right. going through in like a camel pattern, oh. and then a few. Uh, up there uh, that were sort of like just custom stickery. One was a design lab, and then one of them is Gears 5, yeah. which is that one. Got yeah. a bunch of those. Wow. Um, we got a bunch of Very cool. Anyway, the mineral camo one, thanks for thanks for reading all of that information off on it, Rebecca. Fun to, if you're looking for something for the holiday, 
we found it for you. So if you're looking yeah, for something, yeah, it's for a really that, nice package, honestly. Yeah, they did. But the two of the things, nice, nice little yeah. thing together. Anyway, uh, Rebecca, welcome back. Uh, we we will be around next week to join us, Jeff and I. Yes, yes, Lovely. I will. All right. Lovely. Well, we'll come back next week for uh, for everybody that's listening to us, wherever you're listening to us, whether it's uh, watching us on YouTube or Spotify or listening on Spotify, Apple. Drop by, let us know in the YouTube comments or hit us up on uh, Twitter if you're interested in letting us know how you feel. And I'll put our Twitter handles up right now. If you're watching, you can kind of see them right under us there. But if you go over to mine at, at Major Nelson on Twitter, I follow Jeff. Free Code Friday. Don't yeah, forget. Free Code Friday. Don't forget. Let's get, let's, let's let's trend. get trending. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for that. All right, gang. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.